0: Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town you all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. fine. It's just you tend to mumble a lot. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to try this again. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the Still As Yet Yet Unnamed Midweek episode, but we are getting closer to the name. I am Don. I'm Josh. And uh, we've got at least two for you this week, maybe three, depending on time. Uh, We're waiting on Ruben. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it, and the first one's going to be called the Airborne Lawn Chair.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned that Mythbusters did their episode about the... uh... The the flying lawn chair. Mm-hmm. My very first celebrity crush was Carrie Byron. I can see that. I love her. <laughs> I can see One that. One of my favorite human beings.
0: <laughs> All right. So a truck driver who had always wanted to learn to fly but could never get around to taking lessons came up with a unique alternative. In Veritas Tinkerer, who was always working on some odd invention in his garage, he was certain that his ingenious flying machine would get him into the record books.
1: I don't, I don't think that's how he felt about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One Saturday morning, his neighbor saw him anchoring his favorite lawn chair to the ground. Then he went into the garage and came out carrying 50 deflated weather balloons and rolling a large tank of helium. It's one o'clock in the afternoon and he's drinking a beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It smells like a beer.
0: (laughs) It looks like toxic waste,
1: but that's beside the point. (laughs) It tastes like toxic waste, but man, I love it. (laughs)
0: He called to his neighbors, "You guys want to give me a hand here?" As the neighbors collected in his yard, the truck driver assigned them jobs. You fill the balloons, you tie them off, you secure them to the lawn chair. First of all, if I was planning to do this, mm-hmm. I would not entrust anything to just some random neighbors around
1: the. I, the man is tying balloons to a lawn chair. Exactly. This is not a NASA operation.
0: <laughs> but still, <laughs> right from would the you beginning. ask your neighbors to tie the life, you know, your life into this balloon? Hope that they know at least how to tie a fucking square knot.
1: I'd show them how to tie the knot, just to be (laughs) sure. I look tie it like this, Paul.
0: (laughs) Mike, what are you doing? One of the neighbors asked. I'm going to pilot the first flying lawn chair, he answered. No, you're out of your mind. Nope, I figured the whole thing out. These weather balloons are strong. I should have no trouble getting off the ground, and my own weight will keep me from flying too high. It should be a nice, graceful flight over town. I can't wait to see the looks on people's faces as I drift over their houses. So how do you get down, the neighbor asked. Mike rummaged in his large backpack, strapped to his back to the back of the lawn chair, and pulled out a pellet gun.
1: Yep. <laughs> High-tech <laughs> landing gear.
0: <laughs> when I'm ready to make my descent, I'll shoot out the balloons one by one and make a perfect landing.
1: I also, I don't actually know if a pellet gun has enough strength to knock out a weather balloon. I don't know. Well, it had to have. He did end up getting down. Yeah, but I think it was because he ended up, I don't know, I'll Google it later. <laughs> He'll correct um, next week. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> when I'm ready to make my descent, I'll shoot out the balloons one by one and make a perfect landing. And in case anything goes wrong, I've got this. He reached into his backpack again and pulled out a parachute. Plus, I've got my cell phone. I'll be okay, and I'll make history. By this time, the neighbors had finished trying, tying the weather balloons to the lawn chair. Mike took his seat, strapped himself with a leather belt, and said, "See you all later."
1: Is he? You're you're like concerned with like the knots. <laughs> and the man is strapped to a lawn chair with a leather belt. Yeah, I, I
0: trust the belt more than trusting, you know, the you know, PCPP. Paul
1: from <laughs> PCPP down the road. <laughs> hey, Peter.
0: <laughs> then he cut the moorings that anchored the lawn chair to the ground. Mike had been right; their weather balloons were strong. He and his chair shot up a few thousand feet into the air at a surprising speed. He was terrified. First, he vomited over the side of the chair. <laughs> then he got out his pellet gun and shot out a few of the balloons to slow the ascent. As he planned, the flying lawn chair began to lose altitude. Then Mike lost his grip on the pellet gun. I, don't, I think this is where it starts to become fictionalized. Yeah, he, well, I mean, I don't remember the full story. <clears throat> I'm
1: going to Google it here in just a minute.
0: He fumbled with a cell phone and dropped that too. He was still about 100 feet in the air. Not high enough to use the parachute, but too far, too far far too high to jump. And aside from waving and yelling to people as he drifted over their yards, he had no way to call for help.
1: Like what are they gonna do for you? You're waving and yelling at somebody while you fly over their yard. First of all, nobody's gonna believe them. <laughs> like right off the bat. Second of all, what do you think they're gonna do? Like, oh yeah, I got a Pelican right here <laughs> and just start shooting out your balloons. Yeah.
0: Or if it's Texas, they may actually have like a AK forty seven and or whatever they are. I forget now. AR fifteen, that's what I'm thinking. You no, know, they just have a whole lot of hunting rifles. <laughs> A stiff breeze came up and began to push Mike and his lawn chair farther and farther away from home. Soon he was outside the town in open country. No houses, no business, and not even much traffic on the roads. That was worrying, but not nearly as worrying as the high-voltage power lines that were stretched across the path of the flying lawn chair. With his hands trembling, the frantic pilot tried to untie some of the balloons, but his neighbors had followed his directions and secured the balloons tightly to the chair, and Mike hadn't thought of bringing a knife to cut the cords.
1: Wow, <laughs> wow! Yeah. He brought. He was like, uh, "Perfect idea. I'll bring a pellet gun and just shoot out the balloons." Had no, like, yeah. Who doesn't carry a pocket knife? I don't. I don't carry a pocket knife yeah, either. See. But I feel like if you're in a situation where you're going to be in the air. Like the yeah. least you can do is like a fucking Swiss Army knife. If you really
0: plan for it, you would have some form of redundancy built in in case something went wrong, right? You know, yeah. Lose the gun, okay?
1: It's he was such a what was it a, a, a tinkerer?
0: Yeah, but, uh, but
1: yeah, I've, I've an, in inveterate,
0: in inveterate tinkerer,
1: inveterate tinkerer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google that word too, yeah. but. It wasn't inveterate enough to bring a fucking pocket knife.
0: <laughs> a few seconds later, the driver of a passing car saw the flying lawn chair, propelled by the wind, move swiftly toward the power lines that ran alongside the highway. He saw the man in the chair lean back and extend his legs, as if that would enable him to veer away from the <laughs> wires. Then there was a sharp sound of crackling electricity, followed by a roar as the helium balloons exploded into flames. In his rearview mirror, the driver saw the burning lawn chair crash to the ground that's the urban legend the real story is he ended up in uh like airspace of a airport yeah yeah mm-hmm. so
1: yeah and they started um they started yelling he ended up i think he got fined but he said that he wouldn't uh he wouldn't changed it for the world yeah but um yeah his real name was larry walters yeah that's it yep lawn hair, larry <laughs>
0: what state was that in
1: um, it was, oh, by the way, he, he called his lawn chair inspiration one and it was in, uh, San Pedro, California. Okay. California. And he went all the way over to LAX.
0: And... <laughs> also an error with that. It said that the helium balloons exploded in a bur- ball of flame. Yeah. Helium isn't. Helium isn't flammable. flammable but...
1: Yeah. I watch Archer. I've seen that joke. <laughs> um, And apparently Larry actually, apparently Larry killed himself. Mm. Yeah.
0: Rest in peace, Lawn Chair Larry.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of bummed out now. I wish I hadn't opened this Wikipedia article. Next story.
0: (laughs) All right, so the next story is called (laughs) Shrink to Fit Jeans.
1: Great. Yeah. Is Um, this going to be a sitcom episode? This is a sitcom episode. I don't know. It'll be a
0: really dark sitcom. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) On a Saturday night in the late 1970s, a sophomore at a New Hampshire college put on a pair of new jeans and went to a party at a frat house. By midnight, Ah. he was profoundly drunk. On a trip to the bathroom, the bathtub looked so cool and inviting that he climbed in and promptly passed out. The next drunk to use the bathroom thought that this was comical. From the bathroom door, he yelled, hey, you got to see this.
1: Oh, my God. Is that your frat boy voice? I guess.
0: <laughs> Yo, bro, man. You got to come see this. All you right? got to come see this, guys. This yeah, dude's yeah. passed
1: out in our fucking frat tub. <laughs> Put the word frat in front of everything, dude. It's a frat tub. Yeah, <laughs> <That> pussy.
0: <laughs> a handful of partiers crowded in around the tub. He must be really wasted. Next time, remind me to sleep it off in his bathtub. Then the only girl in the group said, you know, it's a shame he didn't think to fill the tub first. Everyone looked at her as if she was out of her mind. Seriously, if you wear new jeans and soak them in the bathtub, they shrink to the shape of your body. They look really good.
1: What yeah, are... on women. Like, <laughs> Oh, come on. Don't oh, tell no me wait, you This, this weird... was what year again? 70s. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Men, men also wore incredibly tight jeans in the 70s. And now. <laughs> yeah, it all comes to say, full Don't circle. tell me Mr. It emo didn't
0: wear, like... Thin thin what is it, skinny jeans? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They're mm-hmm. like Or the ones that drag where you don't see your feet and it just looks no, like No, no, I
1: didn't wear I didn't wear trip pants. I wasn't that kind of <laughs> wasn't that kind of My brother was. My brother was a hardcore goth.
0: Oh uh-huh. yeah. I was nineties goth.
1: My brother was like <clears throat> late late nineties, early two thousands goth. Yeah, I was like combat boot goth. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no. My brother was trip pants goth.
0: One of the guys said, then let's do this guy a favor and shrink his jeans for him. He plugged the drain and turned on the water. With a type of seriousness only drunks can summon up, the little oh, group God. stood and watched as the tub filled. When the water was chest high, they turned off the taps. He's going to be so grateful in the morning, the girl said as everyone filed out.
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so far this is a calm episode. Yeah, yeah so far.
0: About noon the next day, one of the frat brothers staggered out of bed into the bathroom. The frat's houseguest was still in the tub. Come on, man, wake up, he shouted. I don't know what a (laughs) frat boy sounds like. No,
1: that's what they sound like, you're right. (laughs) Come on, bro, you gotta get out of my fucking bathtub, dude. I need to take a hangover bath.
0: (laughs) But the kid in the tub didn't move. Let's go, man, time's up. Time to get up. He splashed some water on the drunk's face, but still he got no response. Looks like you got to sleep it off somewhere else, brah. People want to use the shower. <laughs> he shook the guy. The body was deathly cold. Oh, shit, he exclaimed. The frat brother called 911. Minutes later, a crew of paramedics with their paraphernalia crowded into the bathroom.
1: That frat boy had no problem calling 911 because he knew his dad would keep him out of jail. Exactly. So sorry. What everybody. was that?
0: That was me burping in the middle of saying Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he's dead, isn't he? The frat president said. Yes, he is, said one of the paramedics. Who put him in a bathtub filled with water? One of the girls who was here last night told us that it would make his jeans shrink to fit. Yeah, it did that, the paramedic said. The jeans shrink so well that they cut off his circulation.
1: It killed him. Great. Yep. He said you had more lighthearted stories for me. That one took place in a frat house. I can't think of anywhere scarier. (laughs) Yes.
0: So all you women out there, don't shrink don't, your pants while you wear them.
1: I mean, don't sleep in the bathtub with and, them yeah, at don't the sleep very in the least. Bathtub either
0: not at a frat house where some drunk dumbass is going to say, "Hey man," and if
1: you were at a frat house, there will be drunk dumbasses. <laughs> Does not matter what time of day, year, or week. Yeah, I, I could have been in a frat, but I'm so glad you weren't. I mean, yeah, me too.
0: Well, it was a Boy Scout frat, so it probably Ooh, wouldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is before. Yeah, this is before all the sexual the sexual uh, abuse stuff started. Well, uh, well, well, it was before all the sexual abuse stuff got a lot of
1: attention. Uh, attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: there was. We did. Yeah, we're going to tangent off. Fuck you. It's a short episode. We. I was a lifeguard. <laughs> uh-huh. I, was, I did lifeguard in in Boy Scouts, and we were at summer camp, and we were it was at night, and there was a missing camper. Oh. And it was getting to the point where it was about ready. We were going to have to do what's called a lost bather search, Uh which is literally you form a line. Every lifeguard you can find forms a line. Yep. You swim down to the bottom of the lake, take three strokes underwater, come up and then go back two strokes and go down. And you keep doing that until Uh you've covered the entire lake. They're talking about us doing this. There were three lakes on this campground. We were going to have to do
1: all three lakes Uh in the dark with alligators, and you found him in one of the lakes with no. his shrink-to-fit jeans <laughs> on.
0: No, it was actually found out that uh, one of the summer camp staff uh-huh. took him to Orlando uh, to go to the Hard Rock Cafe
1: without telling anybody. Yeah, it and... w- that was not before the sexual stuff started with the boys.
0: Well, it ended up that one of everybody's favorite camp counselors uh-huh. uh was caught in the woods with one of the boys uh, i can't remember if it was that year or shortly after
1: and i think but... it, probably everyone who was ever in the boy scouts probably has a story
0: <laughs> i don't because my dad was the uh
1: scout master so i never know uh, yeah. well not your scout master but yeah well my
0: dad didn't Sex? Sexually... are you excusing my
1: dad no Is no 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 no, no. <laughs> i was trying very hard not to do that oh <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> no
0: my dad never did that. No, yeah, so
1: you were, you were one of the lucky ones.
0: My dad may have introduced some of the kids to the concept of smoking pot, but <laughs> <laughs> he never molested anybody. My dad was the cool scoutmaster.
1: Yeah. Your <laughs> dad was the, like, I don't give a what scoutmaster. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you come back alive, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so we got one more story, and that will probably bring us to about the right time. Uh, this one is actually more of a scary story. Hmm. It's not a lighthearted one. Uh, it's called Demon Alley. Okay. Yeah. Off route and we're back in New Jersey again. Oh, same great. place as the Devil's Tower.
1: Again, always a very scary place. Yes.
0: Off Route twenty three in northern New Jersey is a road where no car or truck has gone for many years. The asphalt is crumbling and potholed. Weeds and tall grass grow from cracks in the pavement. Yeah. It Every, sounds like Jersey. <laughs> sounds like <laughs> Modern day Jersey.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I've never been to Jersey. Every other tree along the abandoned road bears a no trespassing sign. People who live in the area call this road demon alley. At the end of the road are a few dozen wooden houses. All the doors are padlocked. All the windows are boarded up. It's obvious that the houses have been empty for years. Yet the buildings are pristine. No one has spray painted graffiti on the walls.
1: Nope. Don't believe it. Not in New Jersey. <laughs>
0: No one has pried the boards off the windows or broken the padlocks on any of the doors. No one would dare break into any building on Demon Alley. In the 1920s, this was a growing neighborhood. Then a stranger moved into one of the houses, and odd things began to happen. Pets disappeared. If a little girl left her doll outside, she would find it later with its head missing. The incidents were beginning to make the residents uneasy,
1: That's just, like, there's a serial killer growing up in that neighborhood. Yeah, exactly.
0: Then the newcomer suggested that they hold a neighborhood meeting to discuss the problem. Since his house was the largest on the street, he invited everyone to meet there the next evening. Bring the entire family, he said. There's plenty of room. We'll turn it into a party. The next day, after sundown, every man, woman, and child walked over to their neighbor's house. Once everyone was inside, their host locked the front door. Suddenly... Men and women in heavy black hooded robes burst into the room. They wielded large knives, meat cleavers, and axes.
1: Always the black robed cultists. (laughs) Always. Again, all cults do, fuck their leader, talk about like weird offshoots of Christianity. That's... Yeah. Those are their whole two activities, sometimes (laughs) drugs.
0: (laughs) And then there's hooking for Jesus, those people. Hooking
1: for Jesus?
0: Now that's a movement I can get behind. The children of God. Really? Yeah, that was the cult that uh, Joaquin Phoenix <clears throat> and Rose McGowan were part of. What? Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm behind.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just a tangent. Sorry, everybody. We'll end up doing them, I'm sure. Oh, but good. Uh, it's yeah. a church that basically he believed that the, the cult leader believed that the love of God mm-hmm. meant sex. Yeah. Right. So everything Drugs was sexual. Sex can
1: do that to you, especially ecstasy. <laughs> they actually
0: had. Um, Women whose job it was was uh-huh. to go out and entice men to come join the cult, and it's not a bad way to do, do it. Do you remember? I shared that video, uh, Kathy, don't go to the supermarket. No, I don't think so. Kathy, don't go to the supermarket today. It's about how the barcode was 666. Ah, uh-huh. uh, come to find out, the people who did that video, and there was another one is watch out for 666, uh-huh. which we'll get into when we do the satanic panics. Uh, that was the children of God. The children of God cult. Uh, they still exist. They're called the Family International now, but yeah, God, it was... that's
1: a much scarier name. Yeah, the um, Family International.
0: Yeah, but yeah, their whole thing was it was sex, sex with everyone. Didn't matter the age. Didn't matter anything. Ugh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not not quite as it fun anymore. And, suppo- no. and from what I understand, with Joaquin Phoenix's family, so River Phoenix also uh-huh. were in this cult, and so was Rose McGowan, the chick from Scream. Oh, the blonde. Yeah, Scream. Her. She was in the cult. Their family too, I don't know if they still adhere to those teachings,
1: but that's I neither here not, nor there. We're I gonna, learned something today. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was about to do the Tales song. I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, it was a local poli- it, it was a local police officer cruising through the neighborhood who first suspected that something was wrong. At six in the evening, not a single light was on at any of the houses. When backup arrived, the cops began investigating the houses, one by one. Everything was orderly and tidy in every house on the street. There was no sign of violence anywhere until they came to the last, at last, to the largest house on the street. The drapes had been drawn. They could not see the windows.
1: Is it the last house on the left?
0: Yes. All the doors were locked, so the police had to break into the house. It was a large front parlor, or in the large front parlor. They found the bodies of the dead, hacked, disfigured, and dismembered. The identity of the newcomer and his followers remained a mystery. They vanished in the night. They vanished the night of the massacre. Police investigators speculated that the murders had been committed by a... Cult. What kind of cult? A satanic cult. There you go. It has to be. But no one was ever arrested or charged with
1: the crime. Especially in stories that didn't actually happen. It's always a satanic cult. (laughs) Always. Yes. But, wow. Out of my favorite bedtime storybook yes they they just make me so happy <laughs> all of them they do they just yeah they're <laughs> i really just... do like i just i love the camp of these stories it's i love campy shit like that it's so much fun
0: yeah i agree that's why you know figured it's one of the
1: ways we can do this it's especially <clears throat> it's even more fun considering that uh let's see who is this just a collection of stories? Yeah, it's books? a collection,
0: but it was collect. It's not story
1: books. It's yes, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, scary stories. But yeah. what the fuck is this picture? This it, it, the cat <laughs> cat, the cat in the dryer in the dryer. Yeah, no, it's that one of the... they just die. <laughs> they they don't, It doesn't give you a funny scene like on the front of this book. They just die. <laughs> and I, my favorite thing about this is that uh, Mister Thomas J. Crawwell definitely. Uh, definitely collected a lot of these because he thought they were genuinely scary <laughs> and mr crawwell they're just not <laughs> maybe maybe they were maybe they were scarier in the 90s but
0: it may also be because we tend to take the scarier ones and actually do full episodes on them
1: uh, that's true yeah yeah I'm sure there's a couple ones in here that are actually spooky. But... Oh yeah,
0: well I mean there's some in there like they have like the Jersey Devil and uh, Bloody I, Mary. yeah I
1: see like right here on the back it's got Mothman Mothman which yeah. those will be full episodes. Yeah, of course. So might as well give Mothman a full podcast to himself yeah, at this point. Might as well. We could we could definitely log like every weekly sighting of Mothman on a <laughs> podcast. All
0: right, so that's gonna wrap it up from uh, the as yet unnamed. Uh, Still as yet unnamed episode, midweek episode, but we're getting closer to getting a name show.
1: Once again, name it for us. We've got a few. We might do a poll. We might not. We'll see. Uh,
0: And uh, we will go from there. If you have already sponsored us on Patreon, I have sent links to everybody to join the private Discord server. Um, Not to be confused with the Disco server, which that's a higher tier. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) Disclaimer, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, so get your get your platform shoes on and, and get over to the Discord, damn it. <laughs> Granted, there's only four people in it right now, but besides the point, we got to get it going. And with that, I am Don. I'm Josh. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.